Hello, and welcome to the show, the old event playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. All right. And uh, I'm really sorry that you're joining us, but uh, thank you for being here. Um, just a quick little rundown what we do here. So this is a music podcast and it's called Choice Tracks. And we have two sides to the show. Side A is where we pick our favorite choice track uh, from a theme that has been pre-selected. And then side B is where we discuss an album that the one of the hosts has selected uh, prior to this current episode that you're listening to. So let's go ahead and drop that needle on side A. All right. So that needle has been dropped. And the reason why I said I'm sorry that you're joining us is because it is actually related to the theme for this episode. So our theme is a song that is an apology or asking for forgiveness. So the artist is apologizing or asking for forgiveness, that they're saying they're sorry. Um, so we all had to pick a song uh, using that theme. And the song that I actually went to, went with, went to, went with, um, is a song from 1968. It is called I Forgot to Be Your Lover by William Bell. And William Bell is a American soul singer and songwriter. Um, he was actually signed to Stax, Stax Records. And uh, just a little bit of history of my connection to the song. So I had never heard of William Bell until a long time ago. I picked up a magazine. I think it was called Mojo Magazine. And the whole magazine was devoted to Stax Records and the history of it. And it had an awesome article about Isaac Hayes in there as well. And it also came with a compilation CD. And one of the songs that was on that CD was actually I Forgot to Be Your Lover. And I immediately fell in love with that song. And I continue to listen to this song all the time. Um, this is definitely a uh, this is definitely on my heavy rotation. Um, William Bell is I mean he's he's a legend. Um, I mean he's he's still going today. He was born in 1939. Uh, he started actually in 1957, and he was a backup musician to Rufus Thomas. And then he was one of the first male solo artists signed at Stax. And, um, yeah, I mean, the guy's, the guy's a legend. Um, this song was not necessarily a hit. Uh, it came out, it, uh, it, I think it hit number 45 on the Hot 100, but the song has been covered multiple times. Uh, probably the most famous cover was actually Billy Idol did it in the 80s, but the song was actually called To Be a Lover. Um, but, but the original song is this one here. And it was written by William Bell and Booker T. Um, and the song itself is just great. I mean, the song, uh, it is an apology. He's, he's basically just saying, I haven't been there for you. I'm sorry. You know, I haven't been the man. Um, you know, I've been 
I've been too busy and, and I mean, there's just, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, uh, saying sorry in the song, but the beat itself is phenomenal. He has a hell of a voice. Um, I think the songwriting is great. I mean, he, he wrote a lot of, a lot of, uh, awesome songs. And, um, yeah. So this is, this is one of my favorites to listen to. And, uh, this popped up in my head right away when we were discussing this theme. So, um, what do you guys think? So I I liked it a lot. Um, I'm not sure that I've ever heard it before. Um, I was surprised, Brendan, because it was a short song. (laughs) You have the shortest song of the four, but still, like, there's a lot in this song. Like, this song, like, it holds its own uh, for sure. And, And what I really like about it is going on the apology side. Like, this is like you going up to somebody unasked, unwanted, like they're not upset with you. They're not anything with you, but you're just like straight up apologizing for not being there for them, like taking them completely by surprise and like apologizing. And it's, yeah, in that sense, it's amazing because like, it's just like, you know, he's not saying that she was angry and he's needing to apologize. He just like came to a realization like, Hey, you know, (laughs) I've been working, but I haven't been your man, you know? <laughs> and it's, yeah, it, it's an amazing song. Yeah, T- totally one to, to put on in the bedroom for sure. So, but yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, I like it a lot. So I, I'm really like connecting the dots with Billy Idol though. It's like, I think it's like, forgot to be a lover. And then you like hear the, like the background singers and all that. And wow, that's the same. That, is that the same song? Yeah. Or is yeah, it like it's holy it's, shit? It's what a, a cover! Cool... It's a cover of the original song. That is fucking crazy because it's it, it's it's a completely different song, but they're both really good. <laughs> yeah, but Billy Idol's you know? version was more influenced by a, a reggae cover that was done in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fast paced. This is not. This is like like Taj said. This is like a bedroom melody. You know, you're trying to. <laughs> Or it's not, you know, like my take, my first take on it was um, really that it's like a, it's a message to that long lost friend or almost lover from like high school or, you know, college, whatever. Just an instance in your life where you are, you're sorry to yourself for not making that move. Or maybe that person was let down, you know, they, they, they're sad now, or they were sad at one point because they thought maybe there there were some sparks. No sparks happened. So uh, now it's just a sad song. (laughs) Uh, or it's or it's what Taj said. It's just this warm up for uh you know it, no, it, sexy time. It, it, <laughs> I, it, it, I would go I to the that. actual lyrics and and one of the lyrics in there is like uh, working doesn't make you a man. You're like oh shit like that's such a good line. Like, <laughs> it's like right. that's true. Yeah. Like if you go work a, an eight to five or work like fifty hours a week, like that doesn't make you a man. Your woman makes you man. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. I Anyway, I like the song. I, I I thought it was really good. Um, it definitely like it's like it's like that slow. It's a throwback song. I like. I guess I'll call them throwback songs. And a lot of what Brandon picks are throwback songs. This is like something that my parents would have been listening to or having a jam to or whatever. And that's kind of cool. You know, it's just like this nostalgic. It's like time before my time. <laughs> but I wonder what, it, you know, I guess it was a little different back then when they were 
yeah, ser- serenading each other with music like this. Who knows? Cheese whiz, uh, and crackers. It's like the seventies, right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> nah, um, I'm I'm intimately familiar with this particular track, um, Brandon. I'm just gonna throw this out here for everybody. I think this is the best track of the pick. Um, just just for the fact of ouch. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, okay. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I actually had this in mind, but I wanted to stay away from it. And the reason being is because I actually I had this song on repeat on a couple of CDs that I made, um, mainly because it's following the divorce that I went through. So this one right here definitely hit. And even there was a, another R&B singer later on by the name of Jaheem, who actually did a remake of this song, too, and didn't make me feel any better. But... <laughs> It, it, it really just, just goes to touch on, um, hindsight being 2020 and realizing that you didn't put in the work that you were supposed to. And, you know, your relationship failed because of it. And you can't just say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm present when you're really not. Um, you really got to show that effort to, to let your loved one know that you're there for them and that you care for them. And that, you know, just because I'm, I'm out here grinding my heart out don't mean that I don't love you or respect you any less. I need to show you that, not just say it when I'm out the door being gone for 12 hours of the day. So, um, that one kind of hit, it hit kind of hard, but it was one of those situations that you know, I definitely got better from it and understood that listening to the song is just listening to the song. You don't need to go so in depth that you start, you know, diving down in that, that road to depression, you know, and having something to wallow in. But, you know, you get you a glass of whiskey, listen to the song, take it back, smoke you a cigar, then realize, you know, you got to get back on the good foot. So I, I got every bit out of that from William Bell, and I appreciate him for coming up with this song. It may have been a heartbreak when he did it, but it was a damn good song to do it to. So, you know, some of the best songs come out of heartbreak, and that's where this is coming from for me. So, yeah, I definitely love this one. And for for apology, yeah, I can agree with you, Dietrich. That I think that this is the best apology of any of the four songs because it's it's straight up. Yeah, there's no mincing words. Like they're apologizing straight up. Yeah, it's it's soulful it's, all the way through. It's from yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's an honest song. Yeah, and uh, I I think probably the first time I heard it, even for me, it was this you know revelation. Like, oh damn, I gotta do better. Mm-hmm. You know, so. All right. Well, thank you for for sharing, Diedrich, and uh, thank you for you all listening to it. You had to. It was for the show. But um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. And uh, Damon, you have an apology. Sorry, guys. I don't know. That's good. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, guys. I forgot to pick a song. But uh, next time, okay. Uh, no, I would never do that. So my my uh, my pick to me, yeah, maybe it's not like exactly on the same like page, you know, vibe as everybody else's picks, but uh, pretty close, I think. So um, the artist that I picked from is uh, Adele. Adele is huge, you know. She's I think she just signed on with a residency at Ve- in Vegas. So, you know, if you want to see her, I'm sure you get a chance to see her at some point if you have like $600 or more for a ticket. <laughs> but I don't know how much they're going for. But anyway, um, she's, she's an artist that I, I wish I could have seen at South by Southwest. I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I think she got her 
start like uh probably in the i think it was like was it around 2008 2009 like her first album um she uh was at south by in her early stages <laughs> so nobody knew who she was i think she played a venue at one o'clock in the morning or something like that which is phenomenal if you got to see her that's like really cool um, a little bit younger artist than my age group, but, uh, a lot of good music comes out of that, you know, generation after me. And, uh, I don't even know if it's a whole generation. I'm not that old, but, uh, uh, yeah. So the song, hello. Was, uh, was my pick and it's just it was played a lot um, and I just you know I just talked about SNL I think they picked on it a lot in SNL too they're a little <laughs> skit about it <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a whole episode about how ridiculously long and you know dramatic the song is but that's what I love about Adele I love I'm a sucker for dramatics I'm a sucker for nostalgia um, <laughs> Uh, she's beautiful. Um, yeah, I always like. I'll get. I'll get lost in her music with a fantasy that, like, you know, Adele's Adele knows who I am and likes me. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. I don't. I don't want that to really happen. But you know, she's she's just one of those uh, artists. She's got. She's got a uh, a good vibe. Really good voice. Um, a lot of her song is about songs are about relationships and breakups and. I think so. I think hello is it's almost like a a long lost uh, letter to somebody that um, you never got to reconnect with. It could have been a friend from you know your younger years. Somehow you disconnected over the years, separated. You know, went your separate ways, living separate lives, and then one day it dawns on you, wow, oh wait, okay, I really did want to be friend. I, I still want to be friends with you. <laughs> But I didn't reach out to you, and or maybe I didn't reach out in time. Uh, you know, tragedy could have happened. I think it kind of it's a song that leads to a lot of different paths. But uh, I'm an Adele fan. I'm a I'm a fan of of this kind of music. I like to get lost in music. Sometimes I get choked up. You know, I just you know I'm a sucker for uh, emotions and all that. Sometimes I don't show it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so there you go, Adele. Hello, hello. And I'm not sorry if y'all say goodbye right now to me. <laughs> I mean, but we're saying it from the other side, like. <laughs> oh, that's true. It that makes it okay. Uh, All right. Fair uh, enough. So. <laughs> oh, you're uh, muted. You're muted, Brandon. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, hey, Brennan. So, hello. Hello. <laughs> From the other side. But. It's me. Yeah, I don't know if Ooh. it was like a like some kind of like a, a spiritual thing. At first, I was like, wait a minute, is this okay? Never mind. Right. Yeah. What, what did you got to say, Brandon? Okay. Wait, wait. So, so just <laughs> just to let the audience in. So, just when Damon close. first sent us the, the 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 chat on this, it, me and Brandon were going back and forth on hello, and then he sent an image of poltergeist. It's like, <laughs> yep, that totally matches because that's the other side. <laughs> <laughs> is this like a horror movie? Or I sent a, a love I sent a poster of Poltergeist 2, the other right. side. The other side. 
I almost like I've seen movies where they like they answer the phone and it's like a ghost on the other side. <laughs> Is that what happened in the song? Too? I don't know. No, I really I don't know. Out of that. I have it's to ask possible. her someday if I ever get to talk to. Her. <laughs> Are you a big fan of Poltergeist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a big fan of Poltergeist too? <laughs> Maybe if I ever get to play like you know a crafts at Vegas and win big, I'll be able to talk to talk to Adele. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody have an opinion? I, it, so it, I like the song. It, it's a good song. It, like you said, it was it was overplayed. Um, I for sure re- remember the Saturday Night Live skit because every time it starts playing, like yeah. they have the wind blow through their hair, <laughs> like <laughs> it's them like talking to each other across the table. Um, it, right. The skit kind of makes more sense now that I know it's an apology song. I mean, I knew. Kind of, but like the apology part's not like forefront on it, but like the it makes sense, like because when you go to Thanksgiving dinner, sometimes you have to apologize for not visiting family or something, you know. But right. yeah, um, the other side of the table, <laughs> the other side of the table, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's an excellent song. It's um, it'll be interesting in like 10, 20 years when it's less overplayed. How I think it'll hold the test of time. It just wonders. It, it just needs to wear off of its overplateness. I think. So. Yeah. No, it definitely is like it, it topped the charts. But I gotta, I gotta say, she's an artist that tops the charts with a lot of her music, and uh, she names her albums after her age. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna kick in and say this was. If you can get past the overplayedness of it, by all fits and means, it's it's a damn good song. Like it's her belting out, and and you understand that she's got her feelings involved, and she's moving on, but you know she still has love for you and wants to wants to you know be apologetic for anything that she caused in order for it to come to this point. But you know I'm I'm moving on. I'm doing better. I hope you're doing the same type of situation. It's like yeah, we could have been, but they just wasn't gonna be. But at least she she tried to. It, this is you know what to me. This is one of those full circle songs. If you think about it from an, from a relationship standpoint, you had a relationship with somebody, you you fell out with that individual. This is y'all coming back around and making amends of the situation. That's why it fell out. And I hope you're doing okay with your life. I'm moving on with mine, and you know, let's be cool about it. That's what this feels like. And this this totally feels like she ripped the heart out of somebody's fucking chest. <laughs> and then try to come back and say, Oh, oh yeah, you know, my my bad. Um I hope we cool. Like, can we still be cool? And I'm like, nah, hell no. Nah. We can't be cool for nothing. Go much way. I don't, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want it. But uh, all in all, she still put her good her heart into it. Um I know she's probably sick and tired of singing it, but at the same time, when you, you put something out there for everybody that has some kind of feeling like that, you can't do nothing but just enjoy singing it and, and recognize that you put out some good music because of it. So, hey. Yeah, when you can belt that voice on the mic, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So, and she dated like it. Rich Paul, uh, LeBron James' manager or something like that. Uh, no, I don't want to think about that. She's, <laughs> my, uh, she's my music she's, wife. So She's your music crush. I got you. Okay. Nerdy. <laughs> yeah. Understood. So whether it's on this side or the other side, this is a hell of a song. <laughs> All right. I got I got nothing against Adele. She is a 
once in a lifetime talent. She's got a hell of a voice. She's a good songwriter. And, um, I will always be there for any new music that she creates. Yeah. This song was over, overplayed, but there's a reason for that because it's a great song. And, you know, for a song that was overplayed and I'm still not sick of it, you know, mission accomplished, Adele. Good job. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a good song. And it didn't even really dawn on me and that this song had some kind of uh, apology or even that she says sorry. Because I think, you know, at this point, I just hear hello and I just hear <laughs> I just hear her voice. And I don't really get too, you know, deep in the in the the muck with the the songwriting, but it's there. So <laughs> yeah, you know, she does say sorry in the song. She actually she does, she does. But yeah, I mean, uh, I got I, I, I have nothing negative to say about Adele. So anytime you pick a Adele song, if you're waiting for me to go, it wasn't for me. That's not going to be me. So <laughs> but is just, she really sorry yeah. though? Yeah, I mean, probably not. But you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, we'll like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, moving on, whatever. I mean, she's already on the other side. The bur- the bridge is burned, and yeah. she's saying she's sorry, but she's on the she's other like, side. The she's like, actually, you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ends. But anyway, she also, yeah. Is, yeah, I could, yeah, she, I could see her giving like really good advice outside of her songs. She'd be a really good person to ask for advice from, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. might not work if you're a dude, but maybe. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and move on now. And, uh, Diedrich, what do you have? So I took my cue very quickly, very seriously when you came over the topic. Really because I was already listening to this song uh, within the past week or two because I went back over stuff that I liked way back in the day. And um the way that this song came out and the person that it came from, you wouldn't think like a first thought. But if you really just put into it, it actually made sense. So um the individual that I was speaking of is... Some of y'all may know, some of y'all may not. Remember, there was this little show called American Idol back in the day. And uh, this was the second season. And he actually won American Idol uh, in a controversial runoff between him and Clay Aiken, another individual that was a big doctor at the time. Uh, so, I remember uh, that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was the King Kong versus Godzilla type situation. And it was like, Right. And, and it all came down to a head. But when it was all yeah. said and done, all the all the dust settled, oh, and yeah. Ruben Stutter actually won American Idol for the second season. And his first single, it was a remake of a song. Um, I don't even remember because I didn't really listen to it that much. It was a song that he sung for the finale. Um, but this was his second single that he released off of his album, um, Soulful. And this particular song here was one that you know definitely caught my ear because at the time I was out here being a little jerk and uh <laughs> yeah I'm saying I wish I could have met you when you were a little jerk you know man man those those were the days would it's, you have liked me apologize. would you have been like friends with me back oh, then you'd have been cool as hell but your your wife wouldn't okay. like you for uh, <laughs> she'd be like saying hello from the other side probably. Yeah, literally she like no he's not coming inside the house he's not coming <laughs> 
<laughs> not gonna talk what? to my friends. He's trying to holler okay. at my cousins. I'm not, not you know, you yeah. wouldn't like me back then. But I'm glad that we met later. Right yeah, I digress. Right. Um, if you're gonna apologize, I felt like you gotta do it this way. You just apologize for the whole damn year. <laughs> and that way, where you've already done, you can be atoned for whatever you're going to do. Just know that, hey, I already feel sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> giving you a hang up, like, you know, foreshadowing the, the, the foreseeable future here. I'm going to fuck up again. So, um, the song that I chose was the second single called Sorry 2004. This is my sorry for 2004, and I ain't going to mess them no more this year. Yeah. So he literally apologized for every month of the year, um, in the year, uh, for him doing something wrong. Whether it's, uh, even if I expect there's so many things, but you can, you can kind of get the picture in his head. He's going to mess up. He's going to keep messing up. But I just want you to know, hey, I love you. I'm going to mess up again, but I'm sorry. Just, just apologize for the whole year out. So anytime you mad, you already know I don't have to say it 500 times. But it is what it is. Um, you know, it's a soulful song. It definitely it hit the ballot. It got uh, number nine on the Billboard Top 200. It got number two in the R&B section. It stayed on there for weeks at a time. The pre-orders of his album were crazy because there were like 400,000 um, pre-order copies. Uh, so he had already broken the record um, by this time. And this is when people were actually, if they were on a TV show to sing, they actually came out and became stars based off of that. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, you got so many different artist shows out here and you don't never hear from the person ever again. But this is back in the days when American Idol was king. Um, the queen won it first, you know, being Bob Baby, but we ain't going to talk about her right now. We're just going to talk about Ruben Stutter. So what, what do y'all think about Sorry 2004? I mean, this brings me back to American Idol days. <laughs> oh my God. Like, the, this is the, the height of that show around the time where I think... Um, Artists like Ruben Stuttered and Clay Aiken were battling it out, but they're like both, they're both like big stars now. They both, you know, Clay Aiken's got, I think he's got a lot more, he's had a lot more uh, recognition, I think, yeah. in some ways, but a lot of people uh, have come. Kelly Clarkson was on that show, right? That's my yeah. wife. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That's where, yeah, we've got it made. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that that's definitely what I remember. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not a Simon Cowell for sure, but I didn't understand like at first Ruben making it big. Like his voice is really good. He just didn't have the stage presence when he was on the show. Right. Like he was kind of like a frightened kid, you know. Like he just had a stage fright a little bit. You could see it. But I think that's you know it's probably typical of people that were on a show like that. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. starting off with like trying to prove that they could do something to like, you know, live TV. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, this is good. This is a good like jam, a good beat. And I think if I heard it on the radio or something, I'd be like, oh, this is cool, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to seek it out. You know, it's yeah. just not my style. Like I'm more of an Adele fan. <laughs> Uh, and that, not to say I don't like this style of music, but you know, it's, it gets like maybe I have to use a star rating <laughs> just to give you a, pic a picture, a 2.3 out of 5. <laughs> 
As far as like two, when did he get over Adele? Two, he didn't give us an Adele rating. Didn't you oh. just say he wasn't Simon Cowell? All <laughs> <laughs> <know>, right. <laughs> that was but, Simon Cowell rating if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. He's rubbing off on me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Adele would get a 4.8. <laughs> I mean, that's give just her a like, five. <laughs> Get little, five. <laughs> little fireflies that being his pick, but it's all good. Right, yeah. So. I apologize for 2023, y'all. I'm just telling y'all right now. <laughs> I I kind of feel like he has missed an opportunity to do a sorry song every year in his career. <laughs> you know, like you well, know. I guess he's sorry or what? <laughs> no, no, just like sorry. Like a, yeah, recap. Yeah. Right, right. Like, like <laughs> you know, Harvard? 2006. Still sorry. You know, or like. <laughs> Yeah. Missed an opportunity. Right. Uh, explain the reason why he's sorry for right. that particular year. Right. Like, I'm sorry I slept with your best friend. I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I didn't watch American Idol religiously, but I do remember I do remember some of this uh season. Wasn't Jennifer Hudson part of season two? And she didn't even get to like top five. I think so. Yeah. That's yeah. that's insane to me. <laughs> Um, but right. yeah, uh, fucking show. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, uh, yeah. yeah, I, you know, I can't say that I, like, I hardly ever follow, followed anybody's career, uh, after American Idol. Um, you know, I, I know that they released at least one album. I looked to see if he had more than one and he does. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's got a good voice. I, I didn't dislike the song. You know, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, maybe, I mean, partly there's a reason why he, he did win. Like, I mean, he does have talent for sure. You know, like he does, he has a pretty good voice. And for, mm. for what it's worth, like you listen to the song and I don't feel like, you know, this is American Idol quality. Like it's not any better or worse than any other music that came out around that time. You know, like yeah. it just, this is just his means to get into the business. And that was it. Right. Yeah. Like, so studio based. Uh, it's like, it's like a production, a lot of production. Right. Well, it, it's, it, let, let's put it like this. What won him American Idol was him singing Luther Vandross, which at the time nobody could touch a, or light a candle to Luther when it came to the R&B world or just voices in general in that aspect. So the fact that he did a Luther song, sung that and sung it to the point where it got him a Grammy nomination, that in itself was like, damn, you got a Grammy nomination from singing a song on a TV show. Uh, a cover of a song so that that in itself was like back in the day like a, like a crazy um fast forward they got him in the actual studio they're releasing this album all his albums that came out then and after that were r&b based so you already took a specific genre that you were going for he didn't go the pop route he went the r&b route and then he wound up going the Christian route. So he actually went back to church. He actually became a pastor, I believe. And so now he's actually making Christian music on top of that. So it was never a situation of him to actually blow up and be the number one artist in the world. It was more so just, just like, like Brandon said, this was his way of getting in the door. And he used that to take the path that he wanted to take. Plus, there was all the fluctuations of his weight and all the weight concerns and all that stuff that came into play. So he really never had had the chance to like go off and be number one 
but not every artist is meant to be number one. That's what you strive for, but that's why we have all these different artists out here now because everybody has their own lane. But everybody knows who he is too, even if they don't off listen to Christian right. music that he would right. make, you know, like that kind of style. But so, you, so he's a pastor now. That's that's yes. cool. Oh, didn't know so, that. Update on Ruben. So I've really never watched American Idol. I've watched other reality shows, but I've never really watched the American Idol. So uh, <laughs> wait, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. I am crazy. Seems like it'd be your show, but okay. Yeah. Uh no, Survivor, Big Brother. More more like Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh but yeah, no, uh I I like the song. The song was good. It was interesting. I don't think the style music is dated. It's just the fact that it says two thousand four makes it so dated. But like otherwise without the date on there, like that's a it's a good song. Like it, it, I enjoy it because it, yeah, it's it's a good like apology song, like you said. It, I'm trying to figure out if it's like a New Year's resolution apology. Like, hey, I apologize for everything I did last year, but I ain't going to do none of that this year. <laughs> like, New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I think it's more like, yeah, we're going to flush that one yeah. down the toilet. Yeah. Four. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was a dumpster fire for sure. Right. Yeah. Like, I just messed up all last year, but it's New Year. Happy New Year's. I, I'm not going to go to strip clubs. I'm not going to. Yeah. I didn't mean to leave the toilet seat up, honey. Oh, right. Fuck. Five. I'm going to learn from that one. Okay. All right. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think we're good. Okay. Well, last but not least, Taj. Yes. You owe us an apology. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you set it up. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Very well. I owe you an apology because I didn't pick this name. <laughs> so, so if you ever get to know me personally, okay. <laughs> um, I say I'm sorry a lot. <laughs> every single person that knows me <laughs> knows I say I'm that sorry a lot. That is true. And every single person tells me constantly, stop saying you're sorry. <laughs> For everything. And it's like, how the hell did I let Brandon pick this thing? So I have to apologize for that. So, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so the song I picked, I, all right. So I went back and forth. I, I almost did, um, uh, Demi Lovato's Sorry Not Sorry song because I wanted a song that said sorry in the title so I could do the punchline joke. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I ended up going with a different artist. Um, it's not, it wasn't, it was an apology song because I was trying to go for something that was like actually apologizing for something. So, um, but the, sorry, I'm trying to get my title. So you just said it right there. I know. <laughs> uh, so uh, the artist. This is a uh, please forgive me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Tosh. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I did uh, Please I'll Forgive Me by uh, David Gray. Please forgive me if I ask. Um, so it's a uh, from a 1990s uh, album. I think it's 99. Is that right? And my I have my factoids up here. So um, so it was released like in December, and then it got re-released by uh, Dave Matthews picked them up and then re-released it the next year, and that's when it actually hit hit the charts. Uh, but it was off of uh, his album called The White Ladder. 
in 1998. Um, and so uh, it's a good song. I mean, th- this one always stood out to me, especially the, the uh, percussion beats and the, the guitar riffs on it. Uh, thinking back on it now, I've been listening to it a couple of times because I'm trying to figure out if it's just like... <sighs> If it's, I'm trying to figure out if it's a toxic song or kind of a creepy song. I'm ultimately what I'm going to go with is this type of apology. This is a kind of like a niche apology. If you guys have ever seen Love Actually <laughs> and the guy with the signs and, and you know, the, the girls, he's like, you know, it, the girl was like, I thought you hated me. It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> like, it's that type of guy, the guy that like is in love with his best friend's girlfriend that's now married. And like, <laughs> that's basically what this song is. <laughs> it's an apology of like, hey, things are going to be awkward until I get over my shit. <laughs> And that's basically, it's a weird, because I don't know how else to take this song as a, yeah. But anyways, no, nothing. Crickets. Can, can I say what I want to say? Sure. All right. Oh, so this yeah. is what I want to say. What I want to say. <laughs> yeah. I want you to apologize for making me have to listen to this guy again. <laughs> All right. Because uh, I was totally fine never having to hear another song by him. And um, I think I forgot who he was. So Taj used to blast David Gray all the time. Like I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I I do remember when I started playing that song, and then my wife's like, "Oh yeah, of course, that's why Taj picked it." We used to play this constantly at Hastings. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, you owe me an apology because I, I again I, I completely forgot about this artist and I forgot about these songs, and then as soon as I started listening to it, I'm like, "Oh no, it's that guy!" And then I'm like. <laughs> Then I started thinking, wait, what else did he do that I couldn't stand? And then I was looking at the album, and Amy, Amy's like, yeah, that's the album. And uh, and I'm like, what were the other two like other songs? And I listened to a few seconds of each one. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> now they're back in my head again. Well, at least it, it, I don't remember owning the album, so it, there was no chance of me picking the whole album. So, so. No, and I'm I'm very thankful that you didn't. But um, yeah, man, I, I tell you what, I tell you no, uh, it's not for me. I don't I don't really like this. Um, so I'm I'm not forgiven. Then that's what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, and like if you're trying, if, like if he is trying to like, if he is asking for forgiveness, this is not the way. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, this is not the way to do it. Don't write a song that we don't ever want to hear again. No, so, it's not. It's not for me. I'm not a fan. Just, uh, I don't know. There, I think there's something about his his voice that just, I don't know. It's like irritating. Okay. So, Joffrey from Game of Thrones or something. <laughs> yeah, not not for me. But I know it was very popular. Okay. Um, but you know, popular popularity does not equate quality. So it's just it's not for me. Gotcha. All right. All right. Well, I guess I'll jump in here. Um I'm not gonna add no fire to that, you know, dumpster that's over there in the blanket. Um I could add some calls to it. But I, I think, you know, 
for me, this is what I will say. I do remember the song as well. Um, I remember the little hitch beat and the and the, and the syncopation of it and the little speedy yeah. speediness to it. And I was like, okay, I yeah, I remember picking up on this one. And then I remember his voice, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a Taj pick. Um, <laughs> this this is one of those where it's like, okay, do I really want to jam this? No, I'm not going to jam it, but I am going to listen because I need to like refresh myself of, with the song. Not so much to the point of I, I'm I'm not gonna make you apologize for making me listen to it. Right. I'm just gonna hold it over your head next time you pick something like this and remind <laughs> you of this pick, so you won't make that same mistake again. That's gotcha. that's how I'm gonna go with it. But I got, all I got all, you. It was a cool track. It was, it was it was cool enough to where I could not vomit with it and, and listen a couple of times. Yes, he is apologizing, but it is that eerie apology, like when you tie somebody up in the middle of a, a, a dormant house, and um, you're you're trying to you're, you're trying to get them on your good side before. Or you chop their head off <laughs> shit like that so right yeah that, that's that's where it was coming from and that's how i, I kind of felt about that it, so outside it, of that yeah it, and i will admit that like kind of the kind of one of the saving graces of the song is the syncopation like if it yes. didn't have the syncopation it'd just be like yeah no like, no <laughs> yeah so it, it it's at least trying to do a song and dance for you with the little syncopation but yeah <laughs> Yes, but I get where you're coming from with it, so I'm not sure. So yeah, that was cool. Gotcha. Yeah, you. I think even in the in the middle of the song, he's like talking about how he might have a suicide pact if he doesn't get this girl. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's gonna kill himself yeah. if he doesn't get her. It's like, damn, oh. dude. I I didn't feel like that was the message when I was hearing this for the first time. Um, I I actually kind of like this style of music, this tone. It it sort of has a little bit of like Coldplay kind of feel, but like Coldplay is way better, I think, in a lot of respects. But they're a different band too. But uh, yeah, David Gray. Uh, I mean, definitely. I'm not gonna say I hate it. So I I you know I I definitely I don't mind the song. I don't mind the you know the vibe it gives me that that 90s feel you know it's like an old the old feeling of something that i just heard on the radio a lot you know it's like oh i remember listening to that in 98 99 you know that kind of thing but um i don't think david gray's doing like a lot now is he if he is i'm not listening to it <laughs> I, so, I did on Spotify a show yeah. that he had another al- a recent album in the last year or two. Okay. And I mean, did, I'm not going to buy listen it. listen to but... a song? No. <laughs> <laughs> did you, were you trying to like, torture yourself that I'm day? I'm just saying, you know, maybe his voice got gravelier, you know, kind of like when you get cold, you know, and you're like, ooh, he sounds better now. Like, that would be like <laughs> Brandon being tortured in the middle of the room with like fucking jigsaw with like pins to his fucking head. And, you know, if he doesn't listen to this whole album, you know, this is going to kill you. Couldn't leave well enough alone. You had to put that back in my ear. Yeah. So, I mean, star rating, definitely like a 2.1 because it's just kind of like bland. It's a little bland. It's not bad. I can see Dave Matthews picking them up. You know, I can yeah. see that kind of like that collaboration. Yeah, it and totally makes think, sense when yeah. Dave Matthews picked them up. It's like, oh, yeah, it, this is totally like a. But wait, it's not what Dave is this? Matthews. 
<laughs> Dave Matthews picked him up like on the side of the road or what? No. So he re- yeah, he, he released sorry. the album and it like went nowhere. Like he released the album in like November, December and Perfect. like nothing. It didn't chart or nothing. Then Dave Matthews added him to his production company and he re-released the album in like January, gave him February. A, and then uh, that's, uh, when, a voice. that's so. yeah, that's when the album hit. And like this song went number 10, like in the charts. But it's all because Dave Matthew gave a push. The protege. Points deducted to Dave Matthews. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Points added to Dave Matthews for being a music fan, being there for other musicians. Um, Even if David Gray isn't Dave Matthews, which he's not. You know, like this is David Gray is like I can picture like my mom listening to David Gray waiting at the doctor's office. You know, it's like that's not painting a great picture. So that's that's the only thing is I don't know if the production on it was great. (laughs) I don't mind the song, though. Like, I like this kind of shit. So maybe that just makes me sappy. I don't know. But I don't I could see why he's not like I'm not hearing that he's got a new album. Gotta be a fan, and I know he's got a lot of fans. I he's get that he's talented. Fan. He's just not for me. Yeah, gotcha. And then here's another good question because I remember before you made fun of something I picked and said it was kind of elevator music. So would you? What you <laughs> one time said one of my songs, <laughs> Damon did. Damon, I can't remember exactly. <laughs> Why did I was. say it was an? El- oh, okay. You did though. You're like it's kind of elevator music. So which uh, is worse, okay, elevator okay. music or music at the doctor's office? Music. <laughs> Um, sometimes elevator music's better. I mean, doctor's office, like, I don't know, man. That's like, it puts me in a bad mood sometimes. So, uh, yeah, it's a toss up, man. Definitely elevator music wins. He did say it before. I just cannot remember which episode it was. I know. I know. It, it might've been, it might've been an elevator song. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. okay. So, <clears throat> I think I'll stick to uh, my guns, though. Sticking to my guns. Stick to your guns. Okay. Are we done beating up on the British person? <laughs> so I'm just David saying. Gray isn't the worst. Come on, dude. No, but yeah, no. I said he, he's talented. He's just not for me. <laughs> I couldn't do what he did, and I'm glad. <laughs> Ride the coattails of Dave Matthews. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't even say that. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I'm being the Simon Cowell of the episode. I have to throw it in there. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, flip the record and uh, drop the needle on side B of the episode. So, uh, Brandon, you had some fabulous, wonderful homework for us, didn't you? I did, and thank you for using such uh, luxurious adjectives. Um, yeah, so Nicely. everybody should know at this point, especially people who are listening to the show, that I typically tend to pick albums, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, sometimes 90s, but for the most part, stuff before 2000, most of the time. Uh, this is an exception. Um, the album I picked is actually from 2012, and it's from a band called Alabama Shakes, and the album is called Boys and Girls. And um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Like sometimes when we do this show, I try to kind of connect the theme to the album that I select. And I didn't really do it so much this time, other than the fact that my choice track is a soul song and, and definitely Alabama shakes has a soul sound to them. 
So maybe there's the connection. But uh, irregardless, um, yeah. So it's it's fun, funny because like I love Alabama Shakes and I love this album. Um, I used to listen to it all the time and I kind of forgot about it. And I was listening to, man, you know what? I think I was listening to the Lana Del Rey album and it stopped, it, it like after it stopped playing, it went into another song by a different artist. And then I'm like, these guys sound a lot like Alabama Shakes. I'm like, Alabama Shakes. I should do that album. And so that's how it kind of started. And that's why I picked it. But um, anyway, yeah. So I don't even know why, where this association is coming from. But <laughs> let me just say really quick, Alabama Shakes is this great band from Athens, Alabama. They are formed in 2009. It's a, it's a four-piece band. But to me, primarily Alabama Shakes is the lead singer and rhythm guitarist, and that's Brittany Howard. Um, Brittany Howard is uh, a very skillful songwriter, has an amazing voice. Um, she took her inspiration more from Bon Scott from ACDC than anybody else. Uh, she was heavily influenced by, by him and heavily influenced by bands like Led Zeppelin. Um, it's interesting that Alabama Shakes, sometimes people consider them revivalists of like the Muscle Shoals sound and kind of like the, like roots music and blues and soul. Um, but they're also equal parts inspired by some of the hard rock bands. And they used to do a lot of covers for, for hard rock bands as well. Um, I don't know if I'm doing a very good job describing things right now, but I'm no, going to keep going. So, um, anyway, so they were actually, when they recorded this album, they were actually, uh, not signed by anybody. They had recorded the album in Nashville. And then, uh, they, at the time, they were just known as the Shakes. They weren't even known as Alabama Shakes at the time. And then I think it was in 2011, they brought out a four track EP and that got a lot of attention. And then they eventually got signed and they changed their name from the Shakes to Alabama Shakes. I think somebody at the record company goes, there's a lot of bands out there named the Shakes. So we're going to call you the Alabama Shakes. Um, when this song came out, the song that was on heavy rotation was a song called Hold On. That might be the one that you might have listened to if you had not heard of Alabama Shakes or know very little about them. You probably had heard this song. Uh, it was a big hit. Rolling Stones even called it the best song of the year when that came out. And then they followed up this album with one more called uh, Sound and Color in 2015, which actually won four Grammys. Uh, and that's it. Alabama Shakes has been on hiatus. A um, couple of the artists went on to do solo music, Brittany Howard especially. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to get back together. Uh, I hope that they do. Um, what else can I say? You know, I have some notes here that I wanted to make sure I did not forget. Oh, let me just say when they, they did first form, um, they were very nervous. I think the first time they act, when they actually performed live. Um, but, you know, they're a band that paid their dues. They were playing at bars and dives and, and stuff like that like that um for for a long time for years you know and they had day jobs and on the weekends they went and performed but you know eventually that hard work paid off and we got this album the boys and girls um so i'm gonna wind down here and just say that i'm a big fan of this music big fan of her voice i'm a big fan of their sound um, they, it, the, the album itself is a combination of many different genres, but her voice is very, very soulful. I love when she sings. 
Um, I like just, I, I like the sound that they create. Like they're, they're something unto themselves, but you can see their inspirations. Um, they definitely wear it on their sleeves. And I don't think that they're ashamed of that by any means. And they shouldn't be because they're, they're their own thing. And, um, I don't think there's a bad song on this album. Um, I love every song because I feel like they play the, the heck out of these songs. And I don't feel like there's a false note on this album. And when she sings, her voice carries, man. Like, I just, like, I could just, you could take away that instrumental track and just have her voice. And this stuff would still be fire to me. Um, yeah, I, I think she's phenomenal talent. And, um, you know, everybody else is great, but I definitely love Brittany Howard. And, um, yeah. And like I said, I, I love every song. If I, I'm going to pick one because that's the point of the show, right? Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, it would probably be You Ain't Alone. is my favorite song on here but you know i could also pick something else uh if the mood fits with when i go listen to it again but right now i'm gonna say you ain't alone is probably my my favorite choice track um i feel like i'm kind of all over the place maybe because i'm very excited about this this album i actually listened to it right before we started recording again and man every time i listen to it i just love it um i hope that maybe they come back again but uh but we have this and i i just think that this this album is amazing and holds up today and i love it as much as i did when i first listened to it um yeah i think that's it i think i'm gonna stop now uh well, what did you guys think except except you owe me apology now brandon yeah Ooh. yeah <laughs> yeah you took my track <laughs> ah <laughs> no uh yeah no i I love I love the album um, for sure. This I never had listened to the album before. I knew Hold On very well uh, that that particular track before. Um, I, I enjoyed the album. Um, it's interesting when you said that she was rock inspired, and it because it, after listening to it like a couple times, you're like, what? I mean, they're unique, and but it's you can't put them in one box, which and you kind of don't need to put them in one box, but you can't say whether it's soul or blues or rock like it's all there and, and it's it's very unique and i enjoyed it for, for that um but yeah every song was amazing um yeah you ain't alone like after hearing that song a couple more times like that song is i i understand my hold on was the single but you ain't alone it's way better like <laughs> in my mind uh if i had to choose between those two tracks uh because the amazing thing about that song is like you know she's you know, she says you ain't alone, but then like the the core change up in the later progressions, like, and I'm your ticket. You're like, like she's putting her, her, you know, her word to her mouth is like, she's doing the, you know, it's like, it's one thing to tell somebody you ain't alone. Then it's one thing to stick with them to prove that they ain't alone. <laughs> and that's kind of what that song is, uh, which is amazing. But um, since you picked that one, I'll, I'll probably pick uh, heartbreaker. Heartbreaker was a, a, another good one that I liked a lot. But, like, yeah, the, all the songs are, are amazing for sure. So, anybody else? Well, I, yeah, I would say, um, okay, so I know the Alabama Shakes. You know the Alabama The first time I heard them, uh, 
I saw him live. <laughs> this was 2011, 2012, um, little thing called Paper Cuts here in Austin, Texas. And this was put on by the Austin Chronicle. And I think it was um, also put on by one or two other uh, local organizations that had connections with uh, up-and-coming bands. So I was able to see and talk with them after the show and hang out. And Brittany Howard's really cool. She was she was a new artist, so she was really <laughs> pretty shy, I think, like you said, Brandon. Um, but like not short, not long after uh, I saw them in Austin, they were on SNL. <laughs> they actually got a spotlight there. So I think they were like <laughs> impressively moved up fast, but... Uh, it is crazy how they disbanded in 2017. Um, I don't. I don't think that this is the last we're going to hear of them, but uh, maybe they, they'll do it <laughs> a tour again. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this this is like a very soulful album. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Seeing them live was so fun. Uh, Paper Cuts was this uh, venue that was so small. I think only about. 40 people would be standing there in the crowd and it was a way to, to hang out with friends and see new up and coming bands like the Lumineers. I got to see before they hit it big, crazy time, crazy time, 2012, 2011, uh, I think stopped in 2013. It was a short lived series that they did here in Austin and, uh, going to see live shows in a city like Austin, Texas, I don't think you're going to see that anymore. You're not going to see something like that where you can see up-and-coming bands in such an intimate space. Um, it just ain't going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's too big here. And I think that the industry has changed a little bit, too, since then. And it just makes it almost impossible to see bands that might be almost signed. And like you said, these guys weren't signed yet, but you, know, you can tell that's how they got... <laughs> That's they were trying to get signed. That's how they got this um, opportunity to play at Paper Cuts, and uh, I think everybody I've seen there is Shaky Graves. You know they they're huge. Uh, just such a good series. I was blessed to be able to go and see these bands. So yeah, I I, I love this album. I've listened to it a lot when I first heard them, um, and I of course gave it like a couple listens recently, and uh, yeah. The soulfulness of her voice and just, you know, the, you know, the drums and the guitar and everything just kind of melds together. It's a very, it's a very calming album, you know? Um, and I love that, you know, I love it when it's not too calm, but it's like, it's enough to like, it's just like gets you through whatever you're doing. Um, be mine. Be mine's my pick. I really like that song a lot. Of course, my uh, my other pick is uh, "Hold On." I love I love that intro song. I think I mentioned this before. I love intro songs. I love intro songs and I love outros. And uh, but "Be Mine" is good, man. I hope I didn't steal your song, Dietrich. <laughs> no, you didn't. I, I'm, <laughs> okay, this is my first time ever hearing them. This is my first time understanding, you know how the band was, was pulled together, how, how complex uh, the band actually was. It was kind of a little bit heartbreaking to feel that they're on a hiatus, that they're not coming back. Uh, you never know, you know, especially nowadays where individuals can get past whatever issues they had before and, and try to try to see things for another another side of things. So um, for me, I'm, I'm off the beaten path. Uh, I like going to the party. You're going to the party by the end of tonight. 
There's gonna be dancing and there's gonna be a fight. That, that was my job. Um, not for anything else other than just the rich, like, bluesness that came out of it. Uh, like you, you can definitely tell their soul and what they're what they're doing and how they're singing and and what they're feeling. <coughs> it does remind me of, of of a classic rock song, and when you know all the music that came out had some type of soul to it, and then you definitely could feel the artist and where they're coming from, and, and her voice is amazing. So you know, going to the party was just that was my jam, that was my vibe. Some off the beaten path, I kind of figured nobody would pick that. But also, it was because it was the one that, that you know, that first riff that comes in, you know, off the line, it's like, okay, that's that's my spiel. That's what I love. You know, good, solid, hard-hitting riff that just kind of makes somebody, like, stop and listen to what's going on before you judge it, you know? And uh, that's that's what I got from it. And so it's definitely something I'll go back and listen to the other albums because I know there was, um, like, uh, like four, wasn't it? No, really? There's only two. Two, but they were like, there's like double. Like they have a deluxe edition. Right, right. Yeah. But but mainly just like like two original albums. Two original albums, and then they had like two copies of the albums where they Mm -hmm. added in more songs and such. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to say that, you know, you got to go back and listen to everything because they only have those 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 situations. But if anything, if we listen to it, maybe this inspires somebody else to go down that path. If you're listening to the podcast, maybe it'll inspire them to, hey, it's either not too late or, hey, you're young. If you want to do this type of music, you can. You can pick it up because there's not too many artists out here who do it and really do it for the love of it, you know? So this this definitely could inspire somebody to get into music because this type of this type of genre and this type of um, rhythm and sound that they got going on that's timeless. It yeah. could have been good back in the 60s, 70s. It's good now. Like it's a timeless type of sound. And so yeah, you can really get off into that for sure. For sure. Man, I wish I I could find that. I I know I have a so there was like a set list or like a poster and they all signed it. It's Damn. somewhere. It's somewhere around the house because they were you know they just were like trying to make they were trying to do shows a lot uh and this was like one of the stops you know so they were trying to make it big and they they really did make a name for themselves but yeah that was fun man when you said alabama shakes i'm like okay (laughs) that's cool sweet Sweet. cool well um awesome before we go we uh we need to have some homework assigned for us so i think uh diedrich you have an album for us to listen to what's that album i do um the album is is coming from an individual that's not really very popular right now um probably for all the wrong reasons and this album is one of those that you know when he came out with it it was kind of like i'm not going to say the top of his game but it it kind of cultivated into being like one of his best albums you can agree to disagree whatever the situation is everybody knows the first two albums from the hits that came off of that but this is one of those more well-rounded albums that he put out that you know for me just the instrumentation alone and the samples and and the way in which he used is his space to make this music was timeless to me and it's my favorite album from this individual um so the album came out in 2007 it is from the artist formerly known as kanye west you know known now as yay and the album is um <laughs> kane some of his plastics holy shit brandon yeah but um 
it's uh the graduation is is the album that I'm talking about. So yeah, if y'all can if y'all can buy with that, cool. And if you can't, let me know and come back and burn it, and we'll go from there. But that's that's my pick. Cool. All right. Well, um, so make sure you listen to that album before the next episode. Uh, that'll be a week's time from uh from what you're listening to right now. Well, that doesn't make any sense because you might listen to it anytime, not right. necessarily when it comes out. Just just stay tuned. Okay. Right. Yeah. Just stay tuned. Yeah. All right. If you're, if you're catching up on episodes, you know, you can go ahead and listen to the next episode right after. That's true. This. So let's or just you... say it'll be the next episode. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So make sure you the look for that in your, on your podcast feed. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it, unless they're they, you know, unless you live through time backwards, then, you know, then you're going to be listening to the episode before this because you already listened to. I'm just saying I, that's true. Wait, did this already happen? Oh, <laughs> I, thought, I think if there are listeners, they probably turned off this episode. By <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <anyway>. listeners. <laughs> like, well, all well, right. People that case, actually listen to this. In case you stuck with, with us, um, just so you know, you can email us at choicefacts oh at gmail.com. Wait, what? what? You can email us at choicefacts at gmail.com. Okay. There we go. Did I say email.com? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Or. You can find us on the intro on the internet. We have a website, which is Choice Tracks. Your <laughs> website, yeah, choicetracks.com. Uh, Again, we end with a Z. Uh, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Um, let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. This was a perfect opportunity for you to go. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I messed that up. Take two. I'm Taj. All right. Uh, I'm Brandon. And I'm I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm uh I'm Damon. Sorry. And uh I just want to take this time to apologize. To absolutely nobody. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> I'm Dietrich. And uh we're gonna pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those first tracks.